0: Sports
1: Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Game Over Vancouver. My name is Kaya May, and the Vancouver Canucks just lost 4-3 to the New York Rangers in New York City. Um, Just before we get into the show tonight, a quick little message from our sponsor, Sports Interaction. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. 19, 19 plus, please play responsibly. All right. Um, so the Canucks lost to New York Rangers and tonight I am joined by New York Rangers and also just general hockey Twitter legend, Natasha Gershon. Hello. How are you tonight?
0: Hi. Um, I'm happy because the Rangers won. Um, I know a really rare occurrence, um, <laughs> any Rangers fans are in the audience, um, yeah, it's, it's a good night for Rangers fans. Um, and uh, I don't know, maybe a not so good one for Vancouver. I don't know what your standard is. It depends. Um, it depends on what side of the fandom you're on. Yeah, that's fair. That's completely fair. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was a game for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that is certainly a way to put it. Um, To kind of recap the game in a sense, uh, going into this game because... um. The Canucks, before this game, had beaten the Rangers five times in a row, including last year in Madison Square Garden, when, um, <laughs> Tyler Myers scored his only goal of the season, and I still remember that dearly. Um, but yeah, it was certainly an interesting game. Rangers get too early. Um, Kreider, the Kreider goal was a little painful to watch, um, personally, as, on the Canucks side. Um...
0: Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, because
1: yeah. it's like, they get the two-on-one, and, like, Garland had just shot it in to the Rangers' zone, and no one reacted. It's like, they're all- all of their controllers just disconnected completely. They were just gone.
0: Yeah. Um, it was- it was a beautiful goal, though.
1: <laughs> it was! It was a nice goal, and, like, Trocheck to Kreider, like, I'm a huge Kreider fan, personally, so I was like, yeah! And then yeah, I realized prob- I probably- I probably shouldn't be cheering for the Rangers when they're playing my team, but- you know, um, yeah, and then the Heatle goal, that was sick, uh, except it was, um, did you notice, or did you see, like, a clip of it on Twitter after that, that after Kako had passed to Hedl and Heatle scores, Heatle uh, uh, no, Kako patted, um, the defenseman Stillman on the back? <laughs> after Stillman went down in front that of him. so Kako. Yeah, because, because Stillman, like, lost his stick, and... Um he keeps skating and he just pats him on the back after going and then goes to celebrate with uh Heel. Yeah, the kids are pretty good. Um what can you say Those about- kids. What can you say yeah. about like the kind of the young core that uh the Rangers are building?
0: Um I mean, they're definitely like really good and they're developing. Um they've still got a long way to go, but I guess notably in this game, um it's best to highlight Keandre Miller um Keandre who Miller got his first three point game of his career. Um he he got three assists. Um and yeah, Philip Hito got a goal. He's been really good. I think I forget what his streak is. I think he's on like a seven point streak, if I'm not uh, like wrong. It was his
1: seventh goal in the last five games.
0: Seventh goal, yeah, yeah um so he's been on a roll um Lafreniere is kind of redeeming himself there was a (laughs) a lot of talk um earlier this season with Rangers fans and Rangers Twitter and and all that stuff about how Lafreniere is kind of like a bust and is not doing well and it was really sad because Mm -hmm. he was doing so well in the playoffs and everyone was like really hoping for this year to be his like breakout year and he would be doing really good but he was just underperforming but um just seeing him score and seeing him kind of get back on his feet is really good and refreshing um because honestly i do like lafreniere a lot and i want him to succeed and i want him to be a better player and um just you know be that guy that we thought he would be um and you know first overall picks we'll just do that to you i guess but um it would be mean, nice to have one yeah um <laughs> <laughs> But there are other players who um, who are also doing well. I mean, Sammy Blay. Sammy Blay? Sammy Blay? I don't even know how to pronounce his name. I think I don't it's Blay.
1: It. I, I think, think the S is silent.
0: Yeah, those French people, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Sammy Blay did, did some things. Um, I don't know. He hasn't really been doing anything, honestly. I was thinking, like, for the Rangers, like, they should trade him like I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie they <laughs> to just because I don't see any use for him on the team but that's just me I mean I don't know who am I um overall I mean Jimmy VC he was kind of doing his revenge tour because everyone was like Jimmy VC isn't doing anything and then he decided to do something for like a month and this game he didn't do anything but I think he tried to um Get an assist or something earlier in the game. I saw him like skinning around. I-, I just assumed he did something. Um, but yeah, I mean the Rangers, um, there are some issues, but overall they're still pretty good and they're holding their their own and they're trying, I guess. So props to the Rangers, I guess. Yeah. Um but yeah. Convert to the Canucks, I don't really know, but <laughs> that's just the through his life.
1: Yeah. With our young players, I guess um, it was kind of a Pod Colson rep- redemption tour tonight, too, uh, if you think about that. Like, on the Canucks' end, if I think about that, because he's he was our 2019 first-rounder, I believe 10th overall, um, mm-hmm. when the draft was in Vancouver, and he, wa- he played 16 games um, with the Canucks, scratched off and on, and then got sent down to our AHL affiliate, um, was really good for Abbotsford. Um, I, I saw him play one of the games. It was actually really cool to see him because, like, I had seen him uh, in the NHL and now I'm seeing him like, the AHL. He was really good in the AHL. Niels Oman was another... He was, like, our rookie. We signed him from Sweden. Um, he's also really... He uh, was also really good in the AHL. Hoglander mm-hmm. is still in the AHL, but I'm pretty sure they're keeping him down there because he can only play, like, two more NHL games before he's not waivers exempt anymore. So... Kind of makes sense to keep him down there, um, yeah. for the time being. And then I guess you can't really call him young because he's like 29. But Phil DiGiuseppe was another call up. He got his first. Oh yeah,
0: he yeah. Got,
1: he got his first uh goal with us last game against. the Yeah, Re- de- I was like that name doubles. sounds really
0: familiar. Like I heard his name. Like, yeah, because super- yeah.
1: uh, on Sportsnet, I believe Anthony Stewart gave him like a shout out or something when they were talking about like oh, elite okay. players. Like they're talking about Keandre Miller, of course. They're talking about Kreider. No, mm-hmm. it wasn't Kreider, It was a Banajad. Um, yeah, and then. then you know Phil DiGiuseppe, and I was like, okay, yeah, cool. that We're makes all sense. Of them together. <laughs> well, yeah, that makes so much sense. Uh, it was also a bit of a battle of the Millers. You, Millers, you said you all yeah. you already said that. Uh, you know, Keandre Miller gets three points in his first career three-point game. I think they said he had seven multi-point, like two-point games, but mm-hmm. first career. I I'm assuming of many. Considering how young oh, yeah. he is She's, and um, how amazing he is, yeah. he should have gone to the All Star game for sure. I'm still mad that he didn't get to go, but
0: whatever. Me too. Oh, it's I mean, hand. I voted so much for him. I it's not that my vote.
1: Like I saw <laughs> all these people on my time Twitter timeline complaining about like all the votes, and I was like, I don't care. Vote for keandre Like that's that's it. That's all I care right. about. I just want him it's to go, and then and then bad. like two more Rangers go, and it's not even him. I was so sad. Anyway. And then also, JT Miller gets his uh, 500th career point against his former team, Um, which was kind of funny. They interviewed him in the intermission. uh, Dan Murray on Sportsnet interviewed him and said, and Miller completely forgot that it was his 500. He just
0: didn't know. He just like, oh, (laughs) Oh,
1: okay, I guess that's cool. Um, Yeah, yeah, uh, he's certainly an interesting character, but you know, we're stuck
0: with him for the next seven years, so. Oh yeah, he just re-signed, that's right.
1: Yeah, $56 million man. Um, now, there were a few injuries throughout the game, uh, particularly as we got late in the game. Luke Shen, who is potentially a major trade target, discuss that later, but um, he threw a big hit. I, on- I don't remember who it was on, but then he like left the game and then he still got an interference penalty, so they made Connor Garland go into the penalty box Mm -hmm. um they killed the penalty but and then the third period a puck hits Quinn Hughes in the face that Barkley was trying to shoot out we think it broke his nose or Uh, I don't know that he came back with a full face shield and it's just the uh strap on the back and I was yeah put him in a fishbowl he had the he had a strap on the back and I was like that's is that how they secure it because that doesn't seem very secure (laughs) that's like it looks like swimming goggles but like for your whole face um and then Kreider collides with Trochek, but he came back so yeah good for him i was i saw that and i was, was almost really, good i was really I scared was, i was
0: so nervous i was <laughs> like
1: <laughs> no no i was like yeah it seems like he broke his nose thank you robert but yeah um yeah and then you know we're getting later in the third like, are the Canucks gonna tie it? It's going back and forth. Jad makes it 4-2. And I'm like, okay, well, that's the end of this game. Pretty They're much. gonna lose 4-2. They're gonna lo- I had already accepted 3-2 because I saw that score floating around on Twitter before, and I was like, whoever guessed that is a genius, but then it, it didn't turn out to be uh, 3-2. 4-2, and then 11 seconds later, Elias Petterson scores. <laughs> what was your opinion of that not-so-icing icing?
0: I was, I remember my initial reaction was like Shesterkin wasn't ready for that, like he was just like (laughs) doing his thing and they were just like waiting for like the face off and then all of a sudden a puck goes in, I'm like what? I like snap out of it. I'm like where did that come from? Like that has to have just been like after the whistle blew, that kind of thing, right? And then I was like, I remember like I saw Shesterkin like talk to the ref and he was like so confused and angry and the ref was like, I don't know, like, I, like what am I supposed to do about it? Um, and I was like, oh, no, I, I assumed that they would, like, challenge it or something. But Galant didn't say anything or do anything until later. Um, and then, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, icing, icing, no icing. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think it was a fair goal, but I mean, at the end of the day, a goal is a goal. So, I mean, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. And we won any
1: You you won anyway, yeah.
0: Um yeah, so yeah, even if, if we if, lost, I, it would be a different story.
1: Even if that goal got called back, you still would have been even if that <laughs> exactly. goal even the goal did count, but yeah. yeah. It was also uh Beauvilliers first uh point as a Canuck. So maybe that's why Bo apparently unfollowed the Canucks on social media. Yes. Um yeah, it was certainly interesting. I was like, okay, where's the gallant explosion? I was like waiting for it. Um
0: he was still fuming, though.
1: Yeah, he's he's always fuming. Um, <laughs> it's sure. like, every bit, clip I see of that man, he looks mad.
0: <laughs> he's, like, never happy. He's like, never I've never seen happy. him happy, ever. <laughs>
1: that was me with, like, Alain Vigneault when I was a kid, when he was the coach. Before he was the coach of the Rangers, when he was the coach of the Canucks. And he was, mm-hmm. like, always mad. He always looked mad to me when I was, like, eight. And so, <laughs> yeah, just kind of, like, it, it reminded me of that a bit. Um... Overall, not exactly an eventful game. It's not exactly... Yeah. It doesn't exactly mean, like, life or death for a playoff spot or anything. For, you know, the Canucks especially. We're
0: not, we're not tanking or anything. Yeah. We're yeah. Not no, tank- tank- ta-
1: tanking doesn't exist. Tanking doesn't yeah, exist. We're not tanking, according oh, yeah,
0: to
1: no. Gary, so... Gary doesn't believe in <laughs> tanking. Even though, apparently, Mason McTavish texts Connor Bedard every time the Ducks lose. Yeah. <laughs> um which is the funniest thing to me um so funny yeah before we get into more of the metro versus or the east versus west debate um just a reminder like comment subscribe down below rate review if you listening to this on a podcast platform follow natasha on twitter at ng30 no three four zero zero yeah i sure. can't read numbers and I'm kaya, May. <laughs> I'm kaya i'm Kaime at real kaya May. um yeah follow scpn sports and remember also like the video you know you're part of this too put some things into the chat uh sick of these admirable losses like there's still losses but we still put an effort in so like i can't really be mad but like i can yeah. also be mad because like it's like, it's like the best of both worlds. You lose, but you also score. So, I, I mean, kind of like, you have better chances of Bedard, but you also can prove that you're a team that can push to the edge, sort of, in a way. Anyway, uh, competition with the Metro division. Now, this is, especially this division, is going to be under heavy scrutiny Well, not exactly heavy scrutiny, but it's going to be brought to the attention of Vancouver Canucks fans as they see, um, especially what Bo Horvat's doing. And now, because we also have the potentially protected uh, first round pick from the Islanders for either this year or next year, depending on what they want to do with it. Uh, Can you describe a little bit what Metro Division competition is like in general? Um, Because it's very different from what we're used to out in the Pacific. (laughs)
0: Right. Um. I mean, it's very competitive. I mean, mainly because we have like the Canes, the Devils, Penguins, Calfs, like all the big playoff teams that usually make deep rounds are always in the Metro. So if you're like a bottom tier Metro team, like the Flyers or like the Blue Jackets, um, you, you guys have like zero chance, pretty much, um. And with the Rangers, I mean, it's always like every season is like a hit or miss. Like if we play a little better, we're clinching the playoffs. Maybe we'll make it past round one, like what happened last season. Um, But most of the time, as long as I've been a Rangers fan, we've always been like kind of close to clinching, but never actually clinching it. Um, so it's always just been kind of a toss up of like how many injuries we have, um, like what time of the year they happen and like just how the team is playing. Cause if the team is playing like garbage, like, you know, that we're not making it and you're like, okay, might as well just give up now. Um, but A lot of teams are um, doing a lot better this season, like the Devils, for example. I know everyone's, like, freaking out about the Devils constantly. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not one to praise the Devils because, um, you know, rivalries and whatnot. Um, But, um, I mean, they're playing really good. And the Rangers are just below the Devils in terms of, like, Metro standing. So, I mean, we're on par pretty much to a playoff clinch at this rate. Um, but I don't want to jinx it. And um I don't know, it really just depends on how the other teams do because if the caps decide to be a little better, <laughs> we might be a little uh, a little worried there. Um, because the caps usually end up trying to like overthrow us in the last second. Um, and it's really annoying. But um, I guess compared to the Atlantic division, the Metro is um, pretty much like on the same par, if not a little bit worse in general. Because I mean, Bruins, Leafs, Lightning, like those are always playoff teams. Like they always make the playoffs, but it's more just like if they can make deeper runs. Um, but as a Rangers fan, I mean, like I never go into a year and into like a season. Saying, like, this is our year, you know, like the Leafs say, <laughs> like Leafs fans. Say, because, you know, I mean, look, I am a Leafs follower. Okay. I have a poster of Austin Matthews in my dorm oh. room. But um, like I I I tried to have hope in the Leafs last playoffs, and that oh, did not God. go well. So, yeah, so I decided not to have hope anymore. Um, and not fall into the trap that is the Leafs fandom. Um so <laughs> with the rangers it's pretty much the same thing except rangers fans have zero standards at least the rangers fans i know um we just we just get what we get and we're happy about it like if we win one game we're so happy about it if we lose we're like okay we'll get them next time and like when we lost the eastern conference finals like, we were not, like, screaming and crying. We just kind of went on with our day. We're like, oh, we're disappointed. But, like, we expected it because it's the Rangers and they always lose. So, like, yeah. um, it's, it's just that kind of mentality, at, at least for Rangers fans and, like, the ones that I know. It's, like, experience Rangers hockey and... You know, sometimes we lose. Most of the time we lose, but uh, (laughs) sometimes we win and it's fun and cool. Um, But, you know, just take every win. And I think that's what makes it fun as a fan because, like, you get to enjoy every win while it happens because you never know when the next one is going to happen, you know?
1: That's That's a good way to take it, especially considering just how the Vancouver fan base reacts to things a lot. Um, mm-hmm. it's very overreactive, like, we win one game, and it's just like, okay, we're going for the playoffs now, and it's just, <laughs> like, half of it's joking, but, like, half of them are serious, and it's insane. No, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. I,
1: I don't know, like, I feel like, with the whole, like, everyone's talking about tank for Bedard, I'm like, I couldn't care less, it's just a guy, no he's just a dude, he's not gonna, also, a he's a forward, so he's not gonna, like, save our big problem, which is our defense.
0: Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, that's yeah. like everyone's problem, though. <laughs> Every
1: like everyone except Boston,
0: pretty much. Boston,
1: yeah. New Jersey's defense is pretty decent, I think. I don't know, just I guess. From, just from what I've seen. Oh, okay, yeah, I guess. Okay, I guess you can't. You're not allowed to I, praise I, them. It's I, in I it's in the, the it. contract.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very different. Uh, com- considering like the tightness over there. Um. For 'Cause you know, at the end of the day, only a few select teams from each conference make the playoffs, and then and then in our um in our conference, it's like there'll be a team that's good for like two years and then they drop out, and then it's the next team, and like there's no consistency with the Western Conference. Right. Like St. Louis won the won the Stanley Cup almost four years ago now, in twenty nineteen, and they're the team that's above us in the wild card standings. Uh for the west and it's like Seattle comes out of nowhere um and is like second in the Pacific. They're like right there with Vegas. Um mm-hmm. Dallas is Dallas, Winnipeg, Colorado are the central like top teams. LA is there with, you know, a negative 10 goal differential. <laughs> um and it just the Pacific makes no sense compared to like the competitiveness of the of the East in my opinion. Um mm-hmm. I, I just feel like that's that's kind of the vibe I get from just how every team I operates. I also
0: get that vibe, but yeah. I think that might just be because I don't watch a lot of Western mm-hmm. conference hockey. Um and when I do I mean, it's mainly the Stars and, like, the Avs and the Wild sometimes. Um, and, I mean, that's pretty much it. I think because, like, as an East Coast, like, hockey fan, you kind of just stick with your division and you're, like, everyone else isn't important. Um, <laughs> and, like, until the playoffs and then they're important. Um, and, like, that's kind of it. Yeah. Um, but I see your point for sure.
1: Yeah, it's like when people call the Pacific the Mickey Mouse division, it's like, um,
0: that's kind of true.
1: It's a little true. Like <laughs> um, Colorado has 58 points right now and they're not even a wild card team um, because they're the third team in the central. Uh, and that would not even that would get them below the Islanders who are not even in a wild card spot on the east. So, the Western is a bit weird, and I understand that, like, not watching the other side's hockey as much. I feel like, because every time we go out East, I always get scared of, like, what's going to happen, because every game is, a lot of the games are either insane or insanely boring, because, um, like, with high scoring or it's, like, nothing at all, um, anytime we play Florida is usually insane, because they just, they just score away their problems, except they're not doing as well with that this year. Oh, they have a plus one goal differential. That's fun. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a big adjustment for those who now want to kind of follow Horvat and see what he's doing with the Islanders and be like, oh, so these teams are good. This is what's happening. Because in the Pacific, it's like, it's always just, you could flip a coin and that's the team who's going to win that night. Like, it makes no sense. Absol- absolutely. absolutely makes absolutely yeah. no sense. <laughs> out here and I'm a little afraid. Um all right, just another reminder. Like, comment, subscribe, rate review. Um to end off the show, wanted to talk about some upcoming trade deadline thoughts of yours, considering, you know, the Rangers are kind of contending. I mean they got the goaltending, they have they mm-hmm. have a pretty young core, so I feel like it could take a couple more years for them to get there. They have a new captain who pissed off the Calgary Flames. Um, pissed off a lot of people, pissed off a lot of people. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so where do you think your teams because I know you also follow the Bruins, because and the Bruins yeah. typically are very good at the trade deadline. Um, there's 23 days yeah. left. What do you think is going to happen league wide with your teams, etc.?
0: Um, I mean, I'm hoping for a lot of contract re signings for the important people, like. Jad, you know I mean he did get uh, a contract extension I think last season for like eight years I'm not sure um or a few years so I guess all the big pieces for the Rangers are kind of taken care of um but with the Bruins I mean we're still waiting on re pasta and you know that mm-hmm. whole thing um but overall I just hope we don't make any stupid decisions um but you know with Chris Drury who knows um <laughs> honestly who knows it's a toss-up because sometimes he's smart and he makes good decisions and other times he's not so um I don't know I mean I hear a lot of trade rumors about Patrick Kane and um you know apparently he wants to come to the Rangers like I don't see why we would need him um or why we would take him or who we would trade for him. I mean, we could probably hypothetically trade some, like, I don't know, bottom tier player, like Sammy Blay, for example, but, and a couple <laughs> of first round picks or something. But, um, I don't see why we would need Patrick Kanan, considering he's, um, injured, I think, a lot. Um, I think he has, like, a hip injury or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the Rangers really need that. Yeah. Um, I think what will be best is if we just continue to develop the kid line, which is working pretty well so far. Um, and like, if need be, maybe like send some guys down to the AHL to develop some more, but like overall, I think we don't really need any like fresh people. Um, and like, overall, it's just up to whatever, you know, happens. But I I mean, the Bruins are set too. So I don't really see like what the tray line could Trade deadline could bring for the Rangers or the Bruins, but overall, like I, I have no idea. <laughs> like it's it's just whatever happens, happens at this point.
1: Yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting year considering there's like multiple big names with you know Kane and Taves yeah. wanting yeah. out of Chicago. There's um Carlson Meyer out of San Jose. There's mm-hmm. I mean the Canucks- I've been hearing
0: that the Rangers might consider Timo Meyer, but oh um I don't know I just I don't trust the trade rumors because yeah they always involve Toronto oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) the NHL just loves to revolve around Toronto so I just I I don't trust them because they're always wrong um I will never forget the off season when everyone thought that Nazem Kadri would be a New York Islander and I was so annoyed (laughs) Like, why that's not gonna happen and like I was like the Goudreau thing oh yeah like johnny goudreau to philly johnny goudreau to to new york to new jersey yeah
1: and then they bullied they booed him in long island and he wasn't he didn't even talk to them like i know
0: those trade rumors are crazy um but yeah i don't trust them so i i'll just wait for the trade deadline to hurt my feelings and you know that's just how it. That's just how it happens.
1: Yeah, it it definitely last year hurt my feelings because it, it it gave you guys Tyler Mott. And I was sad, but yeah. Now now he's now he's on Ottawa, but apparently he's on the trade block again. I don't know. I like Tyler Mott, as but usual. as usual, yeah. Um, there is like RFA's since there are RFA's that need to get re-signed for the Rangers. Um, mm-hmm. like Lafreniere, Hedeau. Um, yeah. Sammy Blay is a UFA next year, so do with that what you will.
0: <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> Hooray.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, Keandre Miller as well. So somebody's getting paid. I feel like somebody could be on the trade block for one of those guys. Um, for oh, the yeah. Rangers. And then for the Canucks, it's like... It's just like you open up a bag and you could just pick anything you want because basically that's what the Canucks are treating it as right now. Apparently, there was a rumor for Miller to Carolina, which I do not see happening whatsoever because like, yeah, Carolina is like Carolina does not need him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like and they're doing pretty well, so why would they? They have, have they need
1: like Aho, Teravine and like they got their big trade oh, oh, or or whatever gosh. with Brent Burns. They got right. they got okay, Pacharetti's out for the season now, but. They got some big names over there, Carolina. I feel like people are just like, oh yeah, Carolina always wants this guy, wants this guy, or this guy, or this guy, and it's just like, no, they really, they really don't need it. They just kind of um, like they fly under people's radar, especially over here on our side, on like the Pacific, like the West Side, as well as I guess in Toronto because people forget they exist all the time.
0: Um, uh, I've been hearing some rumors about um, the Bruins maybe wanting Luke Shen. Um, but I don't know about that because we're pretty good on defense. Like we don't need extra defense at this point. Um,
1: that was like my thought when I heard like Leafs want him again. The Leafs want him back. I'm like,
0: yeah, there's no point.
1: There's no point. You guys are pretty set with your D.
0: Um,
1: (laughs) and then Tampa apparently wants him back again. And then I heard Calgary is one that's really popped up because they want him essentially to replace Chris Tanev, because Chris Tanev's injured right now. And mm. people are making jokes about it. It's like, this is basically what the Canucks tried to do when they put Shen on a pairing with Quinn Hughes. Because because Tanev and Hughes were originally the pairing, and... Mm. Yeah. that That's a long... That's a long rabbit hole of the amount of Canucks that went to the Calgary Flames in, like, one-off season. Um, yeah. For... There's also a few rumors about like Brock Besser mm-hmm. Connor Garland. personally, I could see I I just feel like Connor Garland's a Bruin. Maybe that's because he's from Massachusetts, so like I have that in my head.
0: Yeah.,
1: um, but they already have like a pest type guy in Marchand who scores way more than Garland does. so That is
0: true we can't replace Brad. can't replace
1: mm-hmm. Brad. And who would want to replace Brad honestly.
0: Oh, could you imagine?
1: um and then uh who else besser i'm trying to think of more oh yeah like Bo Horvat. i thought he was gonna be a bruin for the longest time like Mm -hmm. not that you guys like needed him but i was thinking
0: i was (laughs) it would have (laughs) been funny if he ended up a ranger though because i i mean i could maybe see that happening um but i don't think we had the cap space for him so um yeah yeah, it wouldn't have worked we out. We
1: didn't have the cap space for him either. But I don't know. I feel I feel like obviously I feel like maybe maybe the Rangers. It was weird to me that it was the Islanders, though, of all teams. Because yeah,
0: like, it was kind of uh, when I when I saw that trade, I was like, my jaw fell to the floor because <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. I don't know what I was expecting, but not the Islanders. Um, I think maybe because I don't expect the Islanders to get anything ever. Um, and they're just this hole in the wall franchise to me. But <laughs> um that's just that's just my view on the Islanders. I mean like, you know, rivalries and whatever. But um I mean, I don't know if he's good for them or not, because I don't really care. But <laughs> like <laughs> I, I think to I be think, honest, <laughs> I
1: think they're looking for they needed somebody to score goals, I guess. And uh I
0: guess. He, I mean
1: I guess he was kind of doing that over here for a bit. Finally, but, not finally, he was always, he's always a good finisher for us, but, well, yeah. now which just this year he popped off because he wanted to get paid a lot of money. <laughs> uh, which, no blame to him, like, that's what I would do too. Um, before we wrap up here, I have one, one more question related to trades, and then we can do the promotions and goodbyes and everything. Um sure. Would you have agreed to the Miller for Heato Lunquist and first deal from last year? I need a ranger's take on this because oh, man.
0: <laughs> um I mean me personally no. <laughs> um mainly cuz I like Philip Heato a lot. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And like I would really miss him, but um I don't know. I mean I don't know. Um I mean, I I don't agree with that trade honestly, <laughs> but that's just my take. I mean, I don't know. There's not much to say about it, <laughs> like,
1: considering it didn't happen. There's not, yeah, like yeah,
0: it's it's a hypothetical, um, but I don't like that trade personally. Yeah.
1: No, it's looking back on it in retrospect. In hi- hindsight, is 2020, but in retrospect, it's like it's not a good, it's not a, it's not a fair trade. Uh, but okay. also apparently at one point they wanted just one for one, Braden Schneider for JT Miller.
0: That wouldn't have worked, like, at all. I
1: know. Um, but Not a one-for-one Yeah, that kind of... I just learned this, like, during the game, and I was like, that doesn't make sense to me. Um, all right, so thank you for joining me tonight on Game Over, Natasha. Would you like to promote, you know, your podcast?
0: Like, writing, yeah, like that? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, once again, you can follow me on Twitter at ng3400. Um, I'm on there a lot, um and I write for back sports page um it's a um sports publication website and I I write about hockey there I write about rangers I write about bruins I write about a whole bunch of things um so you can go find me on backsportspage.com um and I'm also on a podcast called wrinkles in the crease and you can find that on all platforms I guess spotify apple podcasts youtube etc um and that is on Twitter at W I T C underscore podcast B S P. Um and you can follow Back Sports Page on at Back Sports Page on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, I guess. Um <laughs> and that's pretty much it.
1: All right. Thank you for joining me tonight. Um I have been Kayame at RealKame on Twitter. Real Kaime on Twitter. I I always say my name too fast. That's a problem. Um, uh, you can follow STPN at STPN Sports on Twitter. Remember to like, comment, subscribe down below. Rate and review if you're listening listen to this on a podcast platform. And yeah, the Vancouver Canucks lost 4 3 to the New York Rangers tonight in a game that, you know, was an expected loss, <laughs> to say the least, uh, with this team that is certainly not tanking because that doesn't exist. The Canucks are now two one and one, I believe, with under Rick Tockett. And yes, that is it. Good night, everybody.
0: Game over. Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.